lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Greetings, and we are back at it with you again, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace with Aaron McIntyre and Todd Erzin and all of you at 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email the program. That's D-E-A-C-E. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. And if you're looking for clips of this show that you can sample or share, go to youtube.com slash Steve Dace. Also, don't forget, our greatest discount ever here at Blaze TV expires on Friday. That's two days from now. Take advantage of it right now. BlazeTV.com slash Dace, promo code Steve, to get $30 off of your annual subscription, but it's only good until Friday. BlazeTV.com slash Dace, promo code Steve. If you do, you'll get to see things like our bonus overtime episode that we do each broadcast day. Today, our good friend, our old friend, Kurt Schilling, is going to be rejoining us, talking about what is really going on with Major League Baseball and coronavirus, are they going to break the seal, right? So we we had, I guess, are we going to count WWE? We should, right? They had WrestleMania. That's a major event in America. They did that. Uh, UFC broke their seal. So we had individual combat kind of sports or sports entertainment. Those seals have been broken. The NFL showed you could pull off a major transnational event virtually and 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 we talked about this at the time how the whole conversation of the panic level around the entire sporting landscape has dramatically diminished after the end what the nfl draft pulled off well now we're waiting for leagues to 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 break the next seal can you do team contests governor of arizona announced yesterday his state is open for business again for pro sports beginning on saturday So the NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball trying to figure out what that would look like. And this will shock nobody. Major League Baseball's millionaire players and billionaire owners can't agree on how to split the money. This will shock no one. So former player rep Kurt Schilling, who happened to be playing back in the era where they canceled a season over labor unrest and it needed steroids to bring the sport back, he will be joining us in the overtime today. BlazeTV.com slash Dace, promo code Steve. Coming up later today as well here on this program, our good friend Daniel Horowitz will be with us to bring the woe and lamentation. Before that, though, we'll have plenty of fun i'm sure and zany hijinks with buy seller hold but before all of that begins here is aaron's rundown of what happened while we were locked down what happened while we were locked down brought to you by doubling and tripling and quadrupling down according to the los angeles times los angeles county california plans to re-up its stay-at-home order through august los angeles city mayor eric garcetti called into cnn to do damage control about that report well i want to reassure people because i think there was a lot of panic suddenly when the headline said we're all going to stay exactly as we are for three more months when that's not the case I think quite simply she's saying that we're not going to fully reopen Los Angeles and probably anywhere in America without any protections or any health orders in the next three months. These developments come on the same day California State University announced their closures through the fall semester. That affects 23 different universities in the Golden State. Dr. Anthony Fauci testified in front of a U.S. Senate committee yesterday and the panic born issued forth in abundance. My concern is that if states or cities or regions, uh, their attempt, understandable, to get back to some form of normality, disregard to a greater or lesser degree the checkpoints that we put in our guidelines about when it is safe to proceed 
and pulling back on mitigation. Because I feel if that occurs, there is a real risk that you will trigger an outbreak that you may not be able to control. Harvard scientist Eric Feigl-Ding posted this picture of him and his young son on Twitter with the caption, In Dr. Fauci We Trust. For those of you listening, the picture shows him and his son in their home with Fauci on the television in the background, wearing face masks emblazoned with Trust Fauci while raising their fists in the air. Learning Chinese today, today's phrase is Cool Cult Bro. President Trump announced yesterday he's visiting Pennsylvania on Thursday amid Governor Tom Wolf's dogmatic cries for his state to remain locked down. Also in Pennsylvania, we learned yesterday that State Health Secretary Dr. Rachel Levine moved her 95-year-old mother from a long-term care facility in the midst of the outbreak. 70% of Pennsylvania's deaths from COVID-19 have occurred in long-term care facilities after the aforementioned Governor Wolf ordered COVID patients to be moved into nursing homes. This graph from the CDC, compiled by the president of the Foundation for Research on Equal Opportunity, Avik Roy, shows the total deaths per million people from Wuhan coronavirus. According to the CDC, no more than 100 people per million die until the 55 to 64 age demographic. Meanwhile, for those 85 years and older, 1,750 die per million people. Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health is launching a free online course on contact tracing. The program is already required for thousands of contact tracers in New York. Essentially, it's a program to teach people how to spy and snitch on their neighbors. Uh, checking in on the mainstream media, because why the heck not? You may remember that CNN poll from last week, which showed 68% of Americans said the coronavirus vaccine was necessary before returning to normal life. Yeah, that's false. The real number was actually only 9%. New York Times op-ed, running has always excluded black people. CNN's Brian Stelter has some thoughts on conservatives and their views towards the Russian collusion hoax. So disappointing to look at what we're seeing from right-wing media these days, where there's such an obsession with the deep state and these uh, revelations about the Russia pro. NBC's Chuck Todd issued an I'm sorry you're feeling that way apology for airing an out-of-context clip of Attorney General Bill Barr over the weekend. In the full version of the interview and transcript, he went on to say, but I think a fair history would say that it was a good decision because it upheld the rule of law. Now, we did not edit that out. That was not our edit. We didn't include it because we only saw the shorter of two clips that CBS did air. Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is, yep, they still hate us. Sí, todavía nos odian. Checking in on Joe Biden, he seems to think the virus is only affecting his voters. The people who are getting hurt are, are Democrats, hardworking people, the people who can't afford to stay home. What's, the people who are in trouble are the very people that are our constituency, number one. Speaking of Democrats, Nancy Pelosi was asked how much it would cost to get everything the Democrats want in the next spending bill. Uh, we... we... It would be an endless amount of money if we put our wish list uh, for the future in there. And finally, more of what it's like when you believe everything the media tells you with comedian J.P. Sears. I also find the more scared I am, the more unwilling I am to believe anything other than the original narrative that they told me that they're still telling me, even when new, more accurate information emerges. But this new scientific data is irrelevant to me because it's like I already made up my mind when I was the most frightened. And I'm going to keep believing what makes me the most frightened because it just feels more congruent in my being that way. And that's what happened while we were away. <laughs>
<laughs> That's truth. Yes, it is. Absolutely, it is. Unfiltered, 100 proof. Uh, Aaron's uh, montage is brought to you by Patriot Mobile. Uh, in addition to their generous support of uh, a lot of great causes, Patriot Mobile has gone above and beyond to help Americans stay in touch with loved ones during this difficult time by lowering their prices even further. Right now, their U.S.-based team is standing by to design your customized family plan starting at only $25 a month. Patriot Mobile shares your values so they never charge you hidden fees. And unlike Big Mobile, they won't send your hard-earned money to Planned Parenthood or other other leftist causes get the same reliable nationwide service and support from a company, though, that shares your values and supports our Constitution by putting people also before profits. Switching is easy. Keep your phone number, bring your own phone, or even buy a new one. And right now, when you join Patriot Mobile, they will waive your activation plus send you a free gift if you use the offer code Steve at PatriotMobile.com. So, again, lowest rates ever, free activation, and a free gift right now at patriotmobile.com slash Steve. That's patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Or give them a call at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Uh, to, Aaron's, um, to Aaron's montage we go. Uh, to put some context on that CDC data that Aaron just provided, courtesy of Avik Roy, when you look at it, you have to get to age 55 and above to get to deaths 100 a hundred or more per million. And one of the things that Avik did as well uh, earlier today is he sent out a projection of what this would look like if we hit 120,000 deaths. And the trend line becomes even more stark because where are all those extra deaths coming from? From our nursing homes, right? I mean, this chart that Aaron just showed you, remember I told you a few days ago, maybe it was even last week actually, that I could, I could summarize the, the current status of all of the voluminous research I've done on coronavirus in the U.S. with one statement. If you're under the age of 70 and not in a nursing home, it's just a bad flu season for you. If you're over the age of 70 and in a nursing home or in a nursing home, it's, it's the Spanish flu epidemic for you. Remember? You kind of laid that out? Of course. And that's essentially what is in Avic's research from the CDC itself. So everybody back to work, everybody back to normal, protect the elderly. That chart right now is on my Facebook page. If you want to get that for yourself, go to facebook.com slash Steve Dace. You can get that chart for yourself. Share that on your page with everybody that you know. Now let's go to the nursing homes. The secretary of health in Pennsylvania should receive a lifetime prison sentence without parole. That act of signing off on nursing homes being forced to take COVID-19 patients, but let me move my own loved one before we enforce it and initiate it. I won't tell you what the founders would do to somebody like that. They'd skip the tar and feathering. If I told you what the founders in their, in their time would do to a public official that pulled something like that, exposed their loved ones to a contagion while moving their own away from the spread at the same time, if I told you what the founding generations of this country would do to a public official like that, I get banned from every platform in the country, so I won't. 
but you could probably guess. Life in prison without parole. Barrier in a hole and then bury the hole. That's what ought to happen to the Pennsylvania Health Secretary. Elsewhere in Pennsylvania, I don't know, maybe somebody over at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue is awake. Maybe they're listening after all. Lo and behold, at this time yesterday, we went off on the president for not defending his constituents in places like Pennsylvania from people like Tom Wolf. By the way, you know one of the reasons Tom Wolf is so worked up, the, the governor there in Pennsylvania, um, his county, where the state capital is, Harrisburg, is one of the counties that's rebelling against him. So when he goes to work every day at the state Capitol, he sees his own constituents flipping him the finger. That, that's one of the reasons why he's so worked up. All politics is local. This is going on in his own backyard. One of his own counties is. Because the reality is, if you know Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, and to a lesser degree, Pittsburgh, it's always been to some degree a blue collar town. But Philadelphia, to a lesser degree, Pittsburgh, and then the rest of the state is essentially like Alabama. And so he's, he's watching his own county of Harrisburg as one of the counties that's rebelling against him. Well, now you have the president going there tomorrow for a rally. More of that. Absolutely, that moves the needle. That, that absolutely helps with the pulling or with the bully pulpit uh, and the, uh, the, the moving of the, of, the, of the debate and the moving of the goalposts. That's, the, that's one of the most sweeping powers a president has is the bully pulpit. So happy to see that the president is going to visit there tomorrow. The CNN thing with the, the vaccine, and we can't get back to normal until then. What was it, 68 is what they reported? 68%. I think you actually said off air, I, there's no way I believe. There's no way I believe Yeah, 68%. I told you that when the poll I don't yeah. believe that. I don't believe the number. I, I don't think that was on air, but I, yeah. I do remember that I, off air. That, that is true. Thank you for remembering that. When, when, when this poll came out, I did say to, the, to Aaron off the air, that's a total lie. It's not true. Not true. I don't believe it. Well, (laughs) turns out it's not true. And we were right not to believe it. This speaks to what you said in the past about how you need to think that maybe we even got to the point now. And this was before coronavirus Mm -hmm. where we're going to make up presidential polling numbers. Right. I mean, it's one thing to have biased, hysterical headlines. Mm -hmm. They're just like they just put a number down there. I mean, when you're just making up. The data from sixty-eight to nine percent, yes. right? This, so that's not even just a bit outside, guys. That's like on a different. That's like a, that's like at a. They literally took another element from the periodic table, and and just threw that on there. I mean, that's not even in the stratosphere. That's just making stuff up whole cloth. And and they know they were wrong too. Yep. They deleted that tweet. Yep. But Chuck Todd, he was an honest mistake, <clears throat> Steve. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and CBS made me do it. Wasn't that his I excuse? Know. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. I think it was Kimmel, the ABC guy, the ABC late night guy. I could have included that clip as well. He he aired an out of context clip of Mike Pence last week. Got right, pilloried right. for it and said, yeah, I did that. I'm sorry. But you people are so disgusting. <laughs> and the responses to me were so disgusting. It's just it's so predictable. I will. And I've, I think I've said this to you before. This has just been a personal choice for me. I have made a, I had made a conscientious decision to just extend a lot of grace to Chuck Todd for the, for the last, well, couple of years, just not really even acknowledge him on most days because he did do something for me that is very rare. 
and that he allowed me to come on his Meet the Press program and actually just give my thoughts unvarnished on an important issue like immigration without having to be on a panel or being set up to be a conservative foil because him and I one-on-one for what, what eight or 10 minutes. Do you remember that? Yeah. And because of that, that's so rare. It's so rare for us as conservatives, unless you're a Ben Shapiro level superstar to get that kind of access anyway. But especially in this era now where less and less are they interested in, in viewpoints, they're much more interested in, in fulfilling sides like pro wrestling that I, I just made the decision on my own for the last couple of years. I'm just going to extend an, ind- an indefinite period of grace to him for, for giving me that shot. And, and I'm going to do so by largely just ignoring all of the other hackery that goes on because I won't be able to resist the temptation to respond to it all the time. I think that indefinite period. Think, I think so. I think it's expired. I think so. Yeah. You'd even Todd, didn't even let me get this question out. When we're done, I need to make a correction on the montage. By the way, on what we were just talking about regarding the health commissioner in uh, in Pennsylvania, uh, Doctor Rachel Levine uh, is actually a dude. Yeah. Life in prison without parole um all right i put it off long enough i have to talk about this yesterday yesterday was one was was maybe the the most fun i've had with this pandemic since it began maybe the only fun because we're 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 in the insane port we're in the final stages of this now and and so the explanations are going to get dumber and grosser and we've talked about that right of course on the way out to justify these shutdowns but watching see i'm going to connect a couple of dots for you that no one else has which means i could be really right or really wrong i don't believe like the conventional wisdom out there is Fauci went to the Senate, expressed doubt about, you know, having a vaccine before the fall. And and that's when the California schools and universities uh, system said that they won't have in-person classes. I don't I don't think that had much to do with it at all. I don't because I know I know Fauci's great at generating headlines. But again, if you go back and look at what the guy actually says specifically when he's questioned further, he doesn't really tell you anything radical. He doesn't bring up anything new and almost always it's the same thing that happened with the football thing the other day. Yeah, I mean, it's a unique situation to spread the virus. And then he goes and lays out specifics of how we could play football in the fall that are all things you already knew and we were already going to do. Test everybody before every game. We're already going to do that. We were already going to do this. Same thing happened yesterday. He didn't tell you anything different yesterday. I don't believe that's it. I don't. See, yesterday, Johns Hopkins University, I mentioned this in the show, sent out to its entire mass emailing list with its latest updates on COVID-19 and basically gave Georgia the all clear. And you have to understand that gets into their world in ways shows like this does not. Or anything said on Fox by Laura Ingram or Tucker Carlson last night, ripping Anthony Fauci, that doesn't penetrate their world. They don't care. 
they have a they have somewhat of a clickbait off of conservative industry. Media Matters does that. Think Progress does that. But it but it's not nearly as systemic as ours is. Like a, almost all, the, the vast majority of conservative media is is orchestrated or or engineered around responding to them. It's their their media isn't doesn't work quite like that. There's a segment of it that does, but a lot of it is just orchestrated off of feeding their own narrative rather than countering, countering ours. That's what makes Brian Stelter such a unique, uh, a, such a unique target is he has kind of taken it upon himself to be the counter to conservative media and dude is just getting destroyed in the process. But most of the, most of the, the other side's media doesn't, doesn't do that. They are well aware of what we say, I promise you. Like if, if I'm critical of the president on North Korea or something, Suddenly, I, I'll get phone calls from the New York Times and the Washington Post. Hey, do you have a comment on this? If I'm not critical of the president, though, they don't ever call me for a comment on anything, right? Yeah, right. They're aware of what we're doing over here. They're aware. But it, but it doesn't like penetrate their bubble from, from a thought process standpoint. Johns Hopkins does, though. And, and when Johns Hopkins sent out the all clear for Georgia yesterday, I think that's why. California did what it did. I think that's why LA said three more months of lockdown, even though it had, it had LA maybe had the most optimistic serology study we've had yet in the U S if you remember what they discovered in Los Angeles County about a month yeah. ago, I think that's why the California institutions, institutions of higher learning did what they did. Because if Johns Hopkins is saying Georgia's all clear, there's a lot more other states that are going to say, let's roll. And they're making the calculation now that they've got to go, all, this is the last move to go all in on the panic porn. All in. But here's the thing. Here's why I'm having fun with it, though. This is, you know, one of the things you've heard me say for years on this show. This is the undeniable truth of American politics. And as Todd, you like to say, the status quo is the status quo until it's not anymore. I haven't seen anything yet, though, that changes this status quo. Maybe this moment will, and if it does, I'll say so, okay? But if there has been one constant through all the years, Ray, when it comes to American politics, it is this undeniable truth. You can always count on Republicans to be preemptively gutless on almost any issue, and then Democrats to way overreach in response to that, thus creating their own boomerang reverb effect by alienating enough of the electorate that Republicans then win after that. This has been really, really since Reagan left the national stage. That was really the last time. Or, or maybe the contract with America. Those are really the only two times in my lifetime that the Republican Party has sought to affirmatively reshape America. Meaning they, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't win, they didn't govern to win, they won to govern. They 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 got into office to make things look to do things differently than were done before. Not just manage the decay, as JC Watts used to tell me. And so really, since the contract with America, that's a quarter century ago now. This has been the dynamic. 
Republicans are preemptively gutless, like Mitch McConnell's out there saying today, well, that's a nice talking point for Nancy, their $3 trillion plan. Let me tell you what his plan's going to be. Two. It's going to be $2 trillion, And instead of funneled through NGOs and NGAs in the administrative state that Nancy wants, it'll be funneled through his corporatist shill buddies instead. And that'll be called conservative. All right? That, that's, that's the game. That's the game. So, de- so Republicans preemptively are gutless in surrender. They're surrender monkeys. Democrats are then like, well, we can do anything we want. And then like go way overboard and alienate wide swaths of people and then get reamed in the next election. This happened in 19, this happened in 1994. That's how we got the contract with America. It was an overreaction from Democrats with the Brady bill and stimuluses and, and, and mass and the and Hillary, Hillary care. Every, every victory that Republicans have had with the exception of this last one in 2016, because they nominated Hillary Clinton, <laughs> every other victory the Republican Party has had nationally has been in response to the overreach of the Democratic Party. They've never won an objective argument because they, they don't even try to win. Their whole argument is always Democrats went too far, they're too bad. And the American people are like, you're right, this sucks. I think it is very possible that yesterday was the day those Pacific Coast leftists committed the predictable act of overreach we've seen over and over again. And you can see evidence of it in Mayor Garcetti, who went from uh, snitches get rewards to, well, you know, I don't know that it means everybody has to stay home for three months. I just, uh, you know, I think. I mean, this is the guy pounding the lectern. You will be arrested for being an American. And then suddenly yesterday was like, yeah, I, you know, point of order uh, on that. I got a, 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 just a bit of a clarification. Remember, we were told the colleges have to have kids on campus to play sports. And so yesterday, the California University institution is, system is basically like, hey, man, if the Pac-12 conference falls in a forest, did anybody know? And like, it didn't take an hour, bro, an hour. And the athletic directors at these schools are texting major national sports media people, oh, we're still looking at how we can uh, play and make this happen this year. I think yesterday might've been the day that the American left does what it always does, which is assume because their opponents are manginas, that means that they can be openly communists. And then the reverb happens. Because I got to tell you, if the offer on the table now is this, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Oregon, Washington, California, decide in order to screw Trump, they're willing to screw themselves and just they're going to form their own blue state confederacy and just close indefinitely and screw themselves while the rest of rational America reopens. I mean, I was getting, I was having people whose opinions I respect were texting me yesterday. Arizona's lost. Arizona's lost. (laughs) Governor comes out at the end of the day. Uh, Pro sports can start again on Saturday. We're going to do pro sports again on Saturday here in Arizona. See if the deal on the table is, the nuttiest, wackiest blue states form their own confederacy and Hari Krishni themselves right out, just lighting themselves on fire right out in the open while the rest of rational America gets back to being open. 
I may have to rethink my entire position on coronavirus. It has a certain ring to it. it, it, it I may have to reconsider my entire view of this. Tough, but fair. <laughs> Objection sustained. I'll allow it. Yes. Continue. You may proceed. Yes. I mean, haven't we been trying to get California to fall off the map for how many years now? If they're willing to just walk off the cliff themselves. I mean, if they're if they're looking at each other and say, get thee to a nunnery, by all means, Ophelia. Don't go away mad. Just go away. I won't stand in the way. You, you do you. I think you pointed out Tim Brando's tweet yesterday. Yes. He was like the WTF mullet guy. Yes. He was just like, what? What are they doing? Because th- this is not, because this was so ham fisted. It was so over the top. It's so not based on any data. But this is what the left always does in the end. They think because Republicans are pushovers that they, the whole rest of the country will then just roll over. They think this over and over again. And that's always how Republicans get power. They had a congressional election last night where Democ- in a district where Democrats have like a 20,000 or whatever, 5,000, some, some significant voter registration advantage in a special election for Katie Hill's seat. And the Republican finished in first place. Think that's a coincidence? It happened the same day? Nope. I don't. More in a moment. I went back and looked at the actual numbers that district last night that the Republicans won uh, and were the runoff in Katie Hill's uh, seat. 30,000 is actually the uh, registration advantage Democrats have in that district. 30,000. That's pretty decent. That's pretty substantial. And uh, Hillary Clinton won that district in the 2016 presidential election by seven points. So there you go. All right, let's get to it. Buy, sell, or hold. Brought to you by Keeps. Kyle and Josh were both losing their hair. No shock. Since the dreaded male pattern baldness gene runs in their families, but the way they dealt with it couldn't have been more different. Kyle kept putting it off, dealing with it. Meanwhile, while he's losing his hair, Josh went to Keeps to learn how to keep his because Keeps offers the generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products. Therefore, they are the real deal. And these generic versions saved Josh a fortune. And all it took was an online quick consultation. He answered a few questions, snapped a few pics of his hair. Then a doctor reevaluated everything for him and recommended the right FDA-approved hair loss treatment for Josh. And it was shipped discreetly to his door, which meant Josh never had to leave his couch to make this happen. To get you started, how about half off your first order when you go to keeps.com slash grow? Half off your first order when you go to keeps.com slash grow. That's keeps.com slash grow. We just got an announcement here in Iowa. Our governor is opening uh, the remainder of the counties in the state. The whole state will be open now. Bars and theaters are closed, but it's still, but everything else is opened. All the restaurants, uh, gyms, salons, everything. I don't know about the women over at your house. I texted a friend of the governor's last night and I said, listen, I've been very complimentary, but if she doesn't open these hair salons tomorrow, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have three disgruntled postal worker, the women in this home 
are gonna are may go on a shooting spray if she doesn't open these salons up tomorrow. And he just texted me back like a smiley face. So I took that to mean we were gonna get good news today. So so we did. So let's get to buy, sell, or hold. This is where Aaron, with the help uh, from you, his friends, gives uh, Todd and I a series of predictions and propositions, prophecies, etc., that we will either buy or sell hopefully with a good reason why. And then once per episode, we are permitted to hold, but if it's for any reason other than, wow, that's so lame, I don't even want to have to answer it, you will probably uh, be given the same sentence that the uh, gendered, misgendered Secretary of Health in Pennsylvania deserves life in prison without parole. I love, I I mean, really, you should have lost language right there because the... I wasn't sure what to say. How do you describe this? That was the perfect cherry on top of that story. I mean, I looked at, the name was Rachel. It looked female. Looked like a lifelong entrenched bureaucrat. Yeah. Yeah. You know what what it looked like? It looked like, um, uh, who was that Bernie Sanders leaker that got busted? That was like when they did the first crackdown of the leakers in the Trump administration. What was her name? Reality winner. It looked a little bit like reality, like, you know, reality winner's mom, maybe. (laughs) True, true. Um, This would be usually the time where I'd come out with the Los Angeles Rams new uniforms and ask you if you buy, sell, or are holding them. They're an abomination, so we're not going to do that today. We're going to start instead with bacon. Are they that bad? They're that bad. It's like a sixth grader who had never been uh, previously introduced to these things called uh, computers got a hold of Microsoft Paint, in my estimation. Let's face it, they they can all wear the worst uniforms in the history of uniforms at this point. Like it's like those are first. Hey, listen. The good news is the Rams aren't going to get to play in the NFL this fall anyway. So don't have to worry about offending anybody. Don't have to worry about offending anybody with their unis. It's true. Anybody Uh, finding ironic? The Rams comes out with comes out with new uniforms the day after. Uh, they they try telling their state they're yeah, never opening funny. ever again. That's that's, that's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bacon says the Des Moines Register needs to do a routine background check <laughs> on Dr. Fauci. Uh, that's now, a reference yes. to uh, Carson yes. King. He's the he's the beer sign guy from uh, College Game Day a few months ago. Actually, it's been like six or seven months ago. Who uh, held up a sign saying Venmo me money? I need beer. Uh, that went over and uh, he raised millions of dollars for sick kids with cancer. The Des Moines Register. Uh, then proceeded to do a routine background check on him and found he had some tweets. I can't even remember what the tweets were anymore, but he created quite such a backlash. The reporter who did the routine background check got fired. And the point being, there's no such thing as a routine background check of all stories. Yep. There isn't. Right, right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, moving on. I, Nathan, love, I love that idea, though. Yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. Nathan Cota says, if the NCAA does not endorse a full uh, college football season, certain college football conferences like the SEC will ignore the NCAA and play their previously scheduled seasons, filling out any of the uh, conference games with local FCS teams. All right, let me, let me add some context to this that I think a lot of people don't know. The NCAA has recruiting enforcement over college football, but it has really no other enforcement over college football. College football is its own individual entity. It doesn't make, the, the NCAA makes almost no money off of college football. Over 90% of its operating budget every year comes from the NCAA men's basketball tournament. And what we've, what we've seen in the last few years is the Power Five conferences where all the big schools play have kind of already formed their own independent association. And that's, 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 the, that's one step away from them ultimately, I think, breaking away from the NCAA, which because of the name, image, and likeness aspect of it, I think you will see them do that. 
I think the NCAA is going to try to put so many in, in, inhibitors on your ability for a player to do that, and and then and then put all the responsibilities on the schools to 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 manage it. That I think the schools are going to say, we cannot hire this many compliance people. These are adults. If you know, they, get an attorney. You want to make a deal with somebody? You have an accountant filing on your taxes. Not our problem. And do their own thing. So I don't think the NCA. Well, I know the NCA has no say over whether there's going to be a college football season or not. None. It has no say over when that season will begin or not. How many games it will be? None. It doesn't really decide any of those things. That the conferences do this do this all individually, which is why we're always asking conference commissioners what they think. So that's grounds for selling on your proposition. But the other part of your proposition is a buy. And that's the premise that there's going to be college football in the SEC. No matter what. Is it, yes, that is a buy. That is going to happen. Yes. I am 50-50 on this. The thing about, we're talking about university towns and even down south. The cult of personality in a university town, uh, in terms of the administration of a college, they they all, they're not quite Berkeley, but you know they have aspirations. Yes, even down in the middle of Alabama and Arkansas, uh, like Swallows to Capistrano, they're just a certain kind of person is driven there, and so they want to make sure that they're respected in the right way. But the simple fact of the matter is here, they, and I think I think that's why Steve says as stridently as he says he is, they live in Alabama, mm -hmm. and they're not going to look at those Alabamans and say, we're not playing football because I have a fetish for uh, the Berkeley crowd. I mean, that's just, they can't, that may happen someday. It, I don't think it's going to happen this 99.9, in fact, higher odds, metaphysical certitude that there is college football in the SEC. Metaphysical certitude. Uh, let's see. Jacob Arthur says the best Daniel Craig Bond intro songs. Number four, Quantum of Solace. Number three, Casino Royale. Number two, Spectre. And number one, Skyfall. Skyfall is the only one I can remember, so bye. I don't even know that I've seen all those movies. You're so not a Bond guy? I, it, it can be. I, I don't mind watching them. It's not an automatic must-see for me, though. So... I have to sell. I'm not qualified to answer that question. Yeah, speaking of fetishes, Jacob, wow, I, I got to sell. I don't, uh, I haven't seen all of them. And even if I had, I don't know that I could rank the music or even care to, but I appreciate your. I thought it was the your, same. Your, I thought your, Bond oh, had his own theme and it was the same song every time. No, no. The, I mean, right. Sheena Easton did one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and the I, intro. And, and yeah. Adele did one for one of those movies for mm -hmm. Daniel yeah. Craig. Right. Okay. That, that, that's what he's talking about. I will yeah. say it's a pretty, I mean, they, they take that seriously. I mean, they, mm -hmm. so I, I get it. I just don't know it. Rev AG says Andy Dalton beats out Dak Prescott for the Cowboys quarterback position. So, I'm going to sell, but I do think what is could be a fascinating play here is if Jerry Jones takes the franchise tag off of Dak Prescott now that all these teams have drafted and signed quarterbacks and there's not a market. So say, I mean, I got I got the red rifle here for three million a year. His career stats aren't really that much different than yours. Why should I pay you like a? Yeah, Hall why of am I paying you thirty five million a year, yeah. whatever you're asking for? Why would I do that? I want it. That that would be a fascinating play if Jerry Jones did that. 
and just said, okay, hey, if you think you've got a market for 35 million a year, we'll take the franchise tag off you and knock yourself out. Go do it. See if you can get that payday. Dak seems like a cool dude, but uh, the, I mean, Jerry's knows he made a mistake by now with giving him the job and, and uh, Romo retiring. I mean, that was just, that was nonsense to begin with. And I, you know, you just had, you, you get drunk on a certain narrative and even, I mean, actually Jerry gets drunk on narratives more than anybody. Um, that, that, I mean, he, that, that's, that's his, that's his stick. And it's why he's still, uh, holding all the cards and why he, uh, ended up with a, a, the coach he had, who also seems like a nice guy, but he's, Jerry is a guy who cannot get out of his own way. Assume you're being lied to says if Jesus came back today and told Trump and Fauci they handled the coronavirus completely wrong, their egos are so big they'd tell Jesus he's fake news. Bye. Bye. Um, I don't like these kinds of questions because <laughs> it reminds me of your it's, newspaper, buddy. Sure. Did, would Jesus own a gun? Sure. Okay. I. I, I mean. Um, I understand what you're trying to say, okay? And if you'd probably put literally anyone else's name in your proposition, but that one, I'd buy, okay? Like Moses, pick a name, pick a name. The okay, point is I'm that in. the idolatry is yes, that big in China. Which is why, I'll, you know what? I'll still buy then because I agree with the, your general premise. But as a general rule, I, 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 I don't think the only undefeated being in the history of the, uh, of the cosmos has to play by any of our silly rules and doesn't I mean, ultimately though that right there is why you say you know, hell isn't empty i mean the, I, you how do you it, hell is you full of people of, yes. have their own opinions yes there you go that's uh, the way you put it everybody in hell has yes. it, what, what all people in hell have in common is they had their own opinion and yes. they felt really strongly about yes. those opinions yes yeah uh, tb says uh, alexandria ocasio-cortez is actually a paid puppet of the babylon bee <laughs> Who was it I said last week reminded me of the left's Fred Phelps that he can't be this much of a foil for us? Do you There's remember? so many I can't. Yeah, I'm, I said this about somebody last week or a week or two ago, and I can't remember who it was, but I saw today that she got put on uh, Biden's climate commission. That he's just trying to get her to shut up because she's crushing him on the Tara Reid thing and everything else. That's what that's about. Um, you know, that's the age old game of politics of let me give you access and maybe that'll get you to stop pestering me. I think that's what he's trying to do with her. But I like, I, I get what you're saying about this too, but here's the thing. She's real. Yeah. She's, she's the health commissioner in Los Angeles County. She's Mayor Garcetti. Yeah. She's Washington DC, which has like no hospital over overrun at all, locking down forever. She's Ralph Northam. You know, I, I understand because she's younger and a little flightier and her, you know, and I, we'd be the same way. Was she 29, 30 years old, something like that, right? I mean, our, our, our intellects weren't as secured as they are now. And then what sucks is we get to the age where they get secured and then you're close to the age when you start losing it. <laughs> All right. But, um, you know, I know that she has kind of the flighty millennial persona. But the reality is, if you strip that away, everything else about her is as authentic as it absolutely gets and is very representative of what's coming down the pike and is already here. So, Sal. Yeah, absolutely, Sal. During this uh, lockdown, uh, given my uh, daughter's uh, additional uh, scripture uh, reading uh, to do, uh, tackle stuff at a level of volume that they wouldn't be able to during the school year. And my nine-year-old read Genesis. 
And she came back to me like, wow, there's dad, there's some weird stuff in there. And I said, it might seem weird, but don't think that just because it seems weird, it isn't real. Mm -hmm. And that's what we think to ourselves. Oh, come on. This is too much. No, that, the point of telling it in Genesis is this. No, this is how far down the hole you can and will go without me. Yeah, no, this that reminds me if I can uh, say this, it, that reminds me of the uh, of the leftist and atheist uh, uh, dogma of, well, look at all the really weird laws in Leviticus. There's like a law in Alabama that you can't have a raccoon as a pet. There's a law in, I think, Minnesota that you can't uh, dig a hole, uh, you know, five feet around. You know, there's all sorts of really ridiculous laws that have some sort of some sort of bearing in reality. So, yeah, I mean, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, it seems weird. It seems surreal, but she's as real as it gets out there. Space Monkey says, buy, sell, or hold in four weeks. The only cities in the world under broad lockdowns will be New York and Los Angeles. Bye. In the whole world? Yep. Did you guys see what our boy Boris Johnson's been doing the last couple days now? After he got crushed by the BBC? Well, we were kind of mocking the fact that he had a 50-page reopen plan that you don't need one. Last night, they told the Batman movie and all the MCU stuff they can start filming in London again because they were all filming in London, or several of them were. Now today, they're reopening even more stuff because of concerns about their economy. Nothing like a little motivation, right? All of a sudden, Boris Johnson saw that BBC clip and he was like, oh bleep, I got to get off my keister here. In the whole world, though, I'm going to sell, but I think you're close. I do think you're close. And I think I, I owe you an explanation for why I'm going to sell. I'm, Germany, I am, I am fascinated by. Because it's producing some of the best anti-lockdown data that we have, and yet remains in one at the same time. And I don't know enough about their domestic, because I don't have to know. I don't live there, so I don't care. Okay, um, So just looking at it from afar, there's an interesting uh, tension in Germany where it remains in lockdown, its caseload is still very low for a country of 80 million people. Its death rate is still very low. I think it's the lowest in all of the Western world, actually. Um, and, and their scientists have been questioning uh, publicly uh, the efficacy of these lockdowns for weeks now. They did one of the first serology exams when we talked about that. MIT had that story, right? That was mm -hmm. way back before we had, long before we had the Stanford one. So Germany's given us some of the best anti-lockdown data we have and yet remains in one. And so th th maybe there's something else going on there where maybe they stick around a little bit longer. And so based on that, I'm going to sell. But I think you're closer to the truth than probably most people realize. Yeah, I, I like the thinking. I will also sell the also because and I, d I don't know enough in my research uh, to about what's going to happen in the southern hemisphere but remember you know it's going to get be getting colder in That's the southern hemisphere too. so yeah. i didn't even think about that we haven't heard yeah. stories from rio de janeiro well right. maybe because they're coming yeah we're all those densely populated people yeah. and then there's you have a poverty issue and yeah that's a good point too all right we're gonna come back more buy seller hold here as we kick off hour two and our good friend daniel horowitz as well stay tuned Live and on demand on Blaze TV.
podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. 888-900-3393 is the number. 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And if you do listen to the podcast, if you wouldn't mind, leaving us a five-star review. If you haven't done that yet, we could use all of those we could get. They certainly help the show to grow. And if you've already left us one, maybe try leaving us another. I don't... I don't know if we can spam, uh, crush that uh, five-star review button, but let's find out. Thank you to the thousands of you that have already left us one of those. It, it definitely helps us to help you with more mediocre broadcasting. Part two of Buy, Seller Hold brought to you by Rough Greens, Smart. Here's something you might not know about your dog's food, that dry kibble stuff you're buying. Well, there's, there's probably nothing alive in it because just like is happening for the human food, which is why we're taking so many supplements today. Food like that has to have a long shelf life, so the manufacturers are stripping it of live organisms just like they do the human food. And that means a lot of the nutrients that our pets need, they don't get strictly from their food. And that's where Rough Greens comes in, a premium dog food supplement. It's not a dog food. It's a powder that you sprinkle on your dog's food. And it apparently tastes great because our dog absolutely loves it. Rough Greens contains massive amounts of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, probiotics, even omega oils and antioxidants, the kinds of things that support healthy skin and coat, improved digestion, energy, joint health, etc. And if you want to try it right now for your pet, take the 14-day challenge for just $14.95. When you go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's R-U-F-F. That's how Rough Greens is spelled. Roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's roughgreens.com slash blaze. Aaron. We'll move on to Mizzen, who says Obamagate will fizzle out into a nothing burger because nobody has the political will to push it through. We all know the Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, from a criminal accountability standpoint, I agree, but I think... I absolutely believe this will be a, a, a lasting issue in this election. Because who was the vice president when Obamagate is said to have occurred? Who was the vice president then? When Obama, um, yeah, that was who was Uncle Obama's President, vice president? Biden. Uncle Joe. Yeah. yeah, Biden. Okay, so who is Donald Trump running against right now? Joe Biden. Grandpa yeah. Joe. Yeah, so I, I think that... I know I said it seemed like 20 years ago that Barack Obama was president, yeah. but you already forgot who his VP was. Um, I, I think um, this is an issue that the Trump campaign will absolutely harp on all the way through. Because here's the thing, too. Because Donald Trump is Donald Trump. Well, that's part of it. Yeah. But if you're if if this economy is going to rebound, I mean, got the Fed now, Reserve coming out today saying, hey, we're, we're looking at lasting economic damage if you guys don't change course here. All right. So. If we're looking at lasting economic damage or, or slow, slower economic recovery, a lot of the things I, I predicted were going to happen have occurred. I will tell you they've happened slower than I thought they would, though. We've reached every benchmark I thought we were going to reach. We just reached it later than I thought we would. So I thought by the end of May, most of America would be back to normal. Now it looks like it's going to be probably about the end, by the May, by the end of June. Most of America is going to look like it's back to normal. You're going to see sports everywhere again, movie theaters everywhere again, etc. Um, so if that takes you to the end of June. That means this quarter is shot because June 30 is the end of the quarter. We 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 blew the first quarter up. I mean, uh, the Fed said today as well that 40 per, or or 40 percent of American households that make forty thousand or less lost their jobs in March. That's just when the, the lockdowns were beginning. 
So if now we've shot the first two quarters, which means the third quarter is your ramp up now, right? The second quarter is not your ramp up. The third quarter is when yeah, you start ramping things back up. And then the fourth quarter where most of the election will be determined by then. And you have the Christmas shopping season. That looks like when you're going to see your, your real rebound heading into next year. If that's accurate, then if you're Donald Trump, you need wedge issues. Okay. You need, you need wedge issues that remind people that would think of voting for you. What, what happens if the alternative wins? Now, if Donald Trump didn't need this six months ago. He could just run on his record with the economy was going and everything. He could just run on, run on that. He needs wedge issues now. This is a wedge issue for sure. This is the kind of issue that some of your people that may think about, man, you screwed me out of my job, my small business, my, my kids' graduation, et cetera. This is the, 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 you need wedge issues like this if you're Trump to keep people on the reservation because the, econ the economic rebound is going to be slower than it looked like it was going to be a couple of months ago. So that's why I don't think the issue will die at all politically. It may go nowhere criminally for accountability. So if it's that context, I'll buy. But, it, but politically, absolutely, they're going to milk this puppy for all it's worth, so I will sell. Uh, yeah, it's, I'll buy, uh, you're right politically, but just about the criminality of it. There's just not enough principled people in Washington to sustain this because many of the Republicans would have probably done something close to the same thing if things uh, were reversed and all of the bureau bureaucrats involved regularly are living in this shady area. I mean, you just that it's about how long and how hard you're willing to pull on the threat. This is DC. No one's willing to do that. Moving on, Russ Salerno says Ravi Zacharias will go down as the most influential Christian apologist ever, followed by number two, Norm Geisler, number three, Josh McDowell, number four, Dr. John Lennox, number five, uh, William Lane Craig, and honorable mention, Lee Strobel. I mean, if you're talking Americans, that's a pretty good list, but... <clears throat> There was a lot of Christianity prior to America. You sure about that? <laughs> um, and um, and if I'm mistaken, you've forgotten there's a thing called the Catholic Church on there. Well, I was gonna I was gonna let you touch on that, but um, I mean that list. You know, for me, I've, I, I've heard me say for years, I want to. You know, Josh McDowell's who I want to be when I grow up. Ravi Zacharias has has played a pivotal role and helping me to not singular there have been others but he's he's played a pivotal role in helping me to to be equipped to do a show like this in terms of the broad application of this very narrow road how it applies very broadly um in in sectors of culture that we don't even consider it anymore um but that's a pretty good list and if you want to amend it to um, and, and then you have American Christian thinkers in the, in, since the 20th century, because I think I get to narrow it down more because there's other names, you know, from Americana that you didn't even mention that, that, are, that aren't on there. You know, I mean, when you start talking about um, who am I thinking of the, the pilgrim leader? Is it Bradford? Is that who I'm thinking of? Yeah. 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 William Bradford. Yep. Yeah. You start talking about Jonathan Edwards. I mean, these guys formed the American mind in the in the generations that that forged the country so 
that that kind of matters. Yeah. <laughs> right. So if we're talking twenty, you know, in the twentieth century, and and we're just talking America in those names, and Ravi has a global ministry, and Josh does too. But um, then I'll I'll buy into that. But but I think if you're you know in the history of Christendom, I think Ravi would be the first person to tell you. Just like I said here and told you a minute ago, that he played a pivotal role in in equipping me to do a show like this. I think if Ravi were here today, he'd tell you people from Aquinas to Augustine to Arrhenius to Paul played a pivotal role in equipping him to do the ministry that he has done to equip people like me. Right. You know, so on, uh, from a broader context, I would sell. So. All right. Petty officer America says if the Shycom virus vaccine is ever created, the ingredients will most definitely include WI 38 and MRC five also known as aborted baby body parts, especially if the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is backing its creators. Bye. Bye. I'll buy on the second part. You know, I'll buy on the second part with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation connection. Can I can I blow you guys' mind since the, since mm. the, since Bill Gates' name was was just invoked? Listen to this: a Bill Gates funded study from Lancet uh, in in the UK. Projecting that more children under the age of five will perish from the various uh, results of this lockdown over the next six months than total global cases of COVID-19 right now. What say you, Karen? I, I mean, I just, this is funded by Gates, which means I, I don't know that I buy the numbers. <laughs> All right. But... <laughs> The double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. How are, how are, how are these views reconcilable? Bill Gates saying you can't have your way of life back until we have a vaccine, which, by the way, I'm going to be the one to to give to you, and then turns right around and says, "Hey, you know, this is already going to kill far more of our children. All that untapped potential, far more of our own children than we currently have deaths globally." I don't. How do you? How do you reconcile those things? Progressives shouldn't be in charge of literally anything, and they're in charge of almost everything. I mean, this thing. This this study says it could be 1.2 million children, five and younger, across the world because of the poverty rates. I mean, which you mentioned last hour. We haven't gotten to the southern hemisphere with this, right? Right. Yeah. So. All those children and all of that poverty, what happens? Okay. You start wrecking supply chain, supply lines, everything else. I mean, there's there's a story that is shocking to us in America. I've got it posted on my Facebook page today that Blaze ran about a, a woman who, who ended up dying in childbirth because she had undiagnosed complications that she couldn't get treated because of COVID-19. Because, uh, you know, it, this is beginning to change now, but for the better part of two months in America, unless you were thought to have a COVID-19 diagnosis, you weren't getting a lot, you weren't really getting basic health care. And now, Aaron, you were telling me your wife's, you know, the hospitals are full again. I drove it's by the, there. Yeah. I, I drove by the urgent care clinic on my way here today. First time I've seen it in weeks, really since this began, parking lot full. Suddenly people are sick again, apparently. Right? That's crazy how that works. But, um... This is shocking to us to have a story like this of a woman with an undiagnosed condition 
dying in childbirth in America in 2020, it ain't shocking in Ecuador. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was. It's. It ain't shocking in in Bolivia before COVID nineteen. It ain't shocking there. What are those numbers going to be now because of this? Take all of those cultures that are already behind us in terms of development. I mean, we're we're work, we're worried about the back end bill of this coming due societally, in in this the most technologically advanced civilization in the world, right? The richest, wealthiest civilization in the world. You know, we are we just freaked out over the numbers of the amount of households that have you know, that that, are, that lost their jobs that make forty thousand dollars a year or less. Do you understand? Only only two percent of households in the world, guys, make forty thousand dollars a year or more. Only two percent of the households in the whole world, which means even in a lot of the civilized world, Japan, France, those people don't make the equivalent of forty thousand dollars a year. And so even in our society, we look how concerned rightfully we are about what the back end toll of this is going to be once all these heart diseases and all these lung problems and all these spinal issues, when they all come back into the system that we just swept under the rug for two full months, what's that going to do to us, right? Right. We're concerned about this here. What is it going to do to Argentina? What's it going to do to Chile? What's it going to do to the Congo? And then furthermore, yeah, in our largesse, there's all kinds of stupid ways uh, we spend money left and right. But left and right politically, the amount of money in a thriving economy that we give to charity that now, I mean, in a broken economy, won't be given to charity and thus be funneled all the way across the mm-hmm, world, which mm-hmm. will then be another re- cause uh, for malnourishment, things of that nature. At least you, Karen's got to do your virtual signaling, though, because that's what was really important. Ed Zachley says Hollywood will put an end to Garcetti's, that's Los Angeles mayor, lockdown. Sell. Sell, because Hollywood doesn't can get around it. They, they can film all over in all other places around the world. They can film mostly in Georgia. Um They'll have their cake and eat it, too. Oh, they'll yeah. virtue signal. Yeah, they'll be able to virtue signal, yeah. especially because... <laughs> Where are movies like, where are movies like um, uh, the MCU? Yeah, do more people go see MCU movies in New York and in California, in New York City and LA? Yeah, because there's more of everything in New York City and LA. But the base audience for those films, are they more often found in the circles we run in or the circles they run in? The former. The former. That's why they've been so resistant to throw trannies in there and all this other stuff because we're their core mm-hmm. audience, not their, their audience is not their core audience. We are. Okay. And so if, if all of the rest of America is going to reopen, except for these places, they, they'll get their cake and eat it too. They get to virtue signal about this and blame Trump for why the, we don't have a vi- vaccine and their state is still closed while they're still in all these other, they're in Georgia filming all these shows and putting them out for us to watch and they still make their money. In other words, it's kind of the same arrangement we already have, Right. They, they put out the entertainment that we like, which is what makes them the actual money. And then they take some of that money and do the entertainment that that they like that almost no one watches with it, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the same business plan we have now. So I, I'll sell. Sell. 
Todd Saffle says most iconic sports moments of our lifetimes, 1972 to the present. Number five, Montana to Clark, the 81 NFC Championship. Number four, Tiger chips in birdie on the 16th final round in the 05 Masters. Number three, Jordan over Elo. Elo. Elo, sorry. Yeah, that's right. uh, I just, Before your time. I, no, I knew it was Elo, and it came out Elo, and I do not know why. 89 NBA playoffs. Number two, U.S. beats the USSR. 80 Olympic hockey. Number one, Gibson walk-off home run game one of the 88 World Series. I appreciate the list, but I think it's bad. I got to sell. I mean, first of all, in your defense, Todd, I don't know how you could come up with just five. I mean, here's what's not on your list. Mark Spitz, not on your list. Um, uh, who's the other swimmer? I just well, now I'm having a senior. Well, he's moment. gone for moments. Yeah, I think. Okay, but Michael Phelps, my, uh, uh, Bruce Jenner winning the decathlon, you know, gold medal. That was like maybe the most iconic athletic movement uh, moment of the whole decade. I mean, athlete athlete branding and everything came from him doing that. What we see now with all these other athletes started with Bruce Jenner. Really, um, I I mean. The Flutie Hail Mary isn't in the is it in there? Like I definitely don't think Montana to Clark. I don't remember watching that live, but I definitely don't think that belongs in there. Uh, I just think there's so many other things you didn't even mention. Is it Carrie Strug who won it won, yeah. won it in Atlanta Carrie on the one Str- leg? Wow. Yeah. Um, how did okay. I remember her? And then Michael Look at Phelps. You go all Olympics okay. on the country. Yeah. God bless you. <laughs> but I I just think, I, I dude I I'm gonna commit a major dude code violation when I say this. Okay. Whoa. You're announcing that up front. But but even the truth has to is come this, even before the it, dude code. Oh, 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 oh. Is this, uh, does this have hey. anything to do with gymnastics or figure skating? No, worse. Okay, good. Worse, oh. worse. How? Brandy Chastain taking her shirt off is a much more iconic moment than Montana to Clark. All right? That's a transcendent cultural moment. I, I And that's coming for me, ugly American. I'll be at mass with Todd this week. <laughs> My work here is done. Oh, but it is, guys. It is. That's a more iconic moment. It, it just is. Um, so, no, you got to come up with a better list than that. I got to sell. I I agree. And I also don't, I mean, I Kirk Gibson was awesome, but to put, I, you must have, that must have a special place in your heart to put yeah. it again up. I mean, number one, the hockey game it's not ahead is of number the, the one, miracle. and then it's right. space bar, space bar. Uh, I, that we agree on. Yeah. The hockey game's number one, and then everything after that is debatable. I don't think number one is a debate. I agree with you on that. Yeah. International House of Bo says Elon Musk will be invited to speak at CPAC before Steve. Bye. Bye. Yep. And by the way, I, at this, I would approve of it at this point. Yeah. That's not one I would, I would not begrudge that. At this point, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Says Steve won't speak at CPAC before he's a, he's a guest on the Aaron McIntyre show. I got to sell because that assumes there will ever be an Aaron McIntyre show. Yeah, the, Aaron's chained to his desk like like in Breaking Bad, like the meth slave. Um, yeah, the, just as long it, as you give me ice cream every now exactly. and then. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Paul Howard says Trump has been more faithful to Fauci than any wife he's ever. Oh my gosh! <laughs> who said who said that? Paul Howard. Paul Howard. You win. You I, win. I'm, uh, hold. Uh, Barrett and Jay. <laughs> this is Mike Pence creating. It's, it's reasons like that. 
There's never going to be an Aaron McIntyre show. All right. Uh, Bear and Jay says Mike Pence creating a coronavirus task force that included Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks is another reminder why Pence should never be put in charge of anything. You know, it's fat. I'll, I'll buy. Yeah, um, but buy. what's fascinating about that is go back to Monday. We talked to our friend Bob Vanderplatz, right? And we asked him about, you know, he, he had a conversation. He met with Pence last Friday. And he made it pretty clear that Pence is, was, was aggressively pushing in this meeting, reopening. Aggressively pushing it. So. Yeah, but all he has to do is I, I talk. Know, man. Yeah. He has no power. Yeah. When he does, he won't use it. Yeah. All right, moving on. Eric Charter says. The Senate will cave on aid to state and local governments, enabling them to remain closed for the remainder of 2020. Um, That's a likely buy. I've yeah. told you all along they're going to bail the states out, guys. It's a presidential election year. You don't, the, the, president is, the current president is a Republican, but he is in no way, shape, or form uh, a, a, you know, a limited government conservative. I mean, he ran for the nomination. He wasn't lying to you. He ran for the nomination on his own infrastructure New Deal, remember? He was running on this stuff, tariffs and infrastructure New Deals. He, so it wasn't like he was like hiding this from you, you know, and then just sprung it on you when he got elected. He was running on this the entire time. So um, he's not a limited government fiscal conservative in that, in that way, shape, or form. To his credit, well, there hasn't been one of those Republican presidents since Reagan. He's just the first one to tell you the truth about that up front. The rest of them just lied to you, said stuff like no new taxes and all that. You know, we're going to cut the pork. That was McCain's big thing after he then stopped his campaign to give us the biggest pork, porculus of all time in the tarp, right? To Trump's credit, he, he's been honest with you the entire time. He's just not that into limited government. So they're going to bail these states out. That is going to happen. It, it'll be, they'll say it's a one-time thing so they can get it off the table for 2020. And the deal will be that all the states will get bails up, bails out, or bailed, will get bailed out. Trump states will, and the blue states will too. They won't, Trump will not sign off on we're bailing out New York and California and not states I can actually you know, win. If, He's not going if, to do if that. If they were smart, they'd do this the same way they did the tax cuts, where it basically helped all of Trump's constituency. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, but they're, they're going to bail out the states. That, that's going to happen. It was always going to happen. Now, I do think you'll see a fight next year if Trump gets reelected. You, uh, that's when you'll see a fight. That's where I think you could see Republicans just do like what you saw Bush do in, with Iraq, where we should have sent the Marines into Fallujah, you know, like 10 minutes after the Saddam statue fell. But everybody was all freaked out about the, the, the body count in the Anbar province and what that would do to the Arab street and the, and the media here. And so we just put up with an insurgency for a year to get to the reelect. And then like right after the election was called for Bush, the Marines went into Fallujah and just started blowing everybody away. OK, I could see that. Like I, I could see this get billed as like a one time thing. And then in January, if the Republicans win, they do what you just said, Aaron. Okay? That I could see for sure. But for right now, they're going to Trump's going to want every everybody Trump's going to want everybody getting a bailout. We're going to run out of copy paper at uh, the US Mint, guys. Cuz in Trump's mind, he wants to look cooler than Cuomo in New York yes. as the savior. Yep. And that's why he's not that's I mean, right. he's not going to be saying, yeah, Senate, hammer him, hammer him. That's not how he thinks. And he also has a very easy message to sell this, by the way. It's a reparation. It's not a bailout. Government did this to you. Government made the decision to get in the way of your business. Government shut you down. You didn't do anything wrong. 
government just made this decision for you and it cost you and so government owes you that's that's how he'll message it chuck gregory says the mlb players association and owners failed to reach a deal for an 82 game season that would start the fourth of july this result sets baseball down and further accelerated path to national irrelevancy over the next decade I'm going to sell. Now, I'll, I'll ask our good friend Kurt Schilling this in the overtime when he joins us later today here at blazetv.com slash days, promo code Steve. But um, I'm going to sell. Uh, there's too much too much money and everything else to be made. This is all posturing right now. Um, and and they've had, I mean, they've had near labor apocalypse with baseball every time since 1994. But I do think they learned their lesson from that. So I, I think you will see baseball. I'll sell. I will sell as well. Elliot Wants says the first major sport to resume regular events in arena competition without or with crowds, not a draft, will set viewership records for its sports. Uh, that's coming up this weekend. Is it NASCAR coming up this weekend? Yep. So I but think. D- isn't it indoor? Isn't that what that said? Uh, no, any arena. In arena. arena oh, I, or, I read that as indoor. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So Yeah, I'll buy. I think you'll see the, the yeah. ratings for NASCAR will be off the chain. I'll buy. Hmm. Do you really? I'll sell. Okay. I'll sell. Uh, C. Gobe says, Todd will sweep up his grass clippings from his cul-de-sac before Steve gets invited to speak at CPAC. <laughs> well, that's true, because I, I did. I just did it when I always do when I'm done with the job. You didn't clean up the mess you made until after you got done making it? Yeah, what sense does that make? Yeah, it's yeah, it's okay. physics. Yeah. Jason says, having a conversation with Ted Cruz, Goldman Sachs heckler guy, is more time-worthy and less grating than listening to another damn word from Anthony Fauci. I'll buy. I'll buy that. I'll sell that guy. That dude was pretty grating. I don't know, man. I would, I'd have that, I'd rather have that guy in Indiana and his one-tooth read-me Ulysses, okay, (laughs) than put up with one more damn interview for two minutes with Anthony Fauci. All right. I mean, at this point, dude, I mean, he can he can read me both. Um, I mean, he can read me both of Homer's works. OK, it's in Latin or Greek, whatever. Patrick, he can read them both. Pat, okay? It's like Patrick Stewart right now. He's reading a sonnet a day from Shakespeare. Yes. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Jacob Hibbard says Bernie Sanders will go down as one of the most influential politicians in American history for his moving the Democratic Party further to the left and popularizing of uh, socialism. Sell. Sell. They were already there. They were already there. Yeah, I'll sell. I don't think he's any kind of a Ron Paul figure. I don't think he moved the needle on anything. Period. And I mean, just, and, and I think you can see, I think he capitalized on the fact that the needle had already been moved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Most Americans didn't know what a Bernie Sanders was until 2016. And most of them found out who he was because he just happened to be the candidate running against Hillary that nobody wanted. And that's why you saw him unable to grow his, his constituency, even when he was the favorite in the race in the Democratic ticket to, or to Democratic side this time. You never saw him get beyond like a 25, 27. He couldn't grow his constituency. Because he because he really doesn't personally he's not a he's not a Ron Paul like figure. He capitalized on the direction the party has already gone. And the fact that the system has just adopted all of his solutions in response to coronavirus is more indicative than that, I believe. This is from Daniel Olson, Republican governors with the best political or presidential future in order. Number one, Brian Kemp. Two, Ron DeSantis. Three, Christy Noem. Four, Greg Abbott. And five, Kim Reynolds. 
I think that's a good list. I'd, I'd swap I'd, Ron DeSantis and Brian Kemp probably. I, and if you want to have that opinion, I know Daniel would agree with you on that. Um, I'd have I'd have Kemp number one right now. I'd have Greg Abbott higher. And that's not to say that his performance with this is better than Gnomes or Reynolds. It's because of where he's governor and the amount of clout that goes along with that um, when you're the acting governor of Texas. I'd put him higher. But I think those five names are the right five names. I do think they're the right five names. Uh, with And that here, I, I can't speak to any of their intentions. I just don't know enough. So I have to set that part aside. But I, after all this, I might put Gnome number one. Okay. Final one from A Higher Vision who says, Shinedown is a highly underrated band. I got to buy. It's so underrated. I don't know who the hell that yeah. is. No, do I. So, I mean. Strong. Hold him. Yeah. I, I, I don't know who the hell that is. So. <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah. So, the, the, clearly they're underrated. And very much so because I don't know who it is. I've never even heard the name. Shine. And I've got three teenagers in my home and I've never even heard the name. Do you know who that is, Aaron? Uh, Simple Man. Simple Man. Oh, I think you've probably heard this. I'm not going to try to sing it. Uh, simple. I, th- I, I think it's kind of a Southern rock type band. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sold. You bet. What's <laughs> to the, the man in down? the cold sweat. Thank you. Yes. All right. You've waited long enough. The weekly prophet of woe and lamentation awaits. Stay tuned right here on The Voice. Wait is over. Our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, joins us now here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing all right. Let freedom ring. All right, let's do this. So one of the things that uh, that I've noticed in all the work that uh, we've been doing on this virus for the last couple of months is it's been fascinating to get objective data from largely socialist countries. And, and these aren't even countries that were aligned in their approach to the virus, right? Denmark did a, a right-away lockdown, as did Norway. Their, their, their neighbor there, Sweden, did not. So these are countries that have had diverse opinions on how to deal with the virus, et cetera. But they all lean left overall in their government ideology. And, and they've been far more uh, forthcoming, transparent, uh, and available, uh, even making it really convenient for us and breaking it down demographically with their data than we get from our own CDC and from here in the U.S., And one of the things I've pointed out to our audience as to why that's the case, Daniel, is I think you're seeing kind of the difference between when you turn, when leftism goes from just a a, a political ideology that you view superior to capitalism or Western capitalism to it becomes your religion, right? And, And so these people are more honest and objective with their information. But the other day, you and I were talking about this and, and you shared an angle on this to me that Dude, mind blown. I not even thought about this that I think is an absolute missing piece of the puzzle. And I want you to share with our audience. Why do you think, whether it's Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Switzerland, et cetera, we get better data and more objective data on science from them when it comes to the virus than we do from, say, right here at home? Steve, when do you need to fight harder? when you are down early on or in the middle of a football game against Tom Brady and the Patriots, 
or when you are up by five touchdowns in the fourth quarter against the Cleveland Browns. Okay, that's the analogy. Let's unpack that. You see, in Europe, they already won. It, it is not a free society. It never was. Not in the American sense. It's not like the Middle East, but it is not totally free. They do, They actually don't even have full freedom of speech. And then certainly their economy was has been socialist for a very long time. Um, you look at the tax brackets in some of those countries like France, and you'll get like a 50% bracket at a pretty low level, maybe $90,000 of income. And without all of the uh, deductions and credits that we have under our system. And they have the power they need. They have the power they want. They don't need to use this crisis as a pretext to um, gain any power because they already have it. And quite the opposite, once you already have it, well, you don't want to destroy your country. Mm-hmm. And now they will they are bought into the religions that are pre-existing that they needed in the past to destroy their country the multiculturalism things like that but in terms of hey when there's a respiratory virus you lock down your world that's a very new thing mm-hmm. that that is not built in that is something that needs to be recreated now so you know all their typical scientists are going to draw on science not on politics because they don't need the politics and hence, you're seeing every single country is opening schools there. You know, I just before I got on the air with you, I saw a, now a new French study came out breaking down the age brackets of case fatality. And just like the Dutch and the Den- Denmark study, you don't even get to point one until you get into the 50s, mm-hmm. you know, 50 to 59 and maybe point four in the 60s. And then obviously a steep gradient thereafter that our government refuses to put out similar information that would be a game changer to both the um, j- just the, the emotional well-being of the country, the panic level and then strategically in terms of more efficiently targeting what we need to do. But then you turn to America. And can I, can I America, follow up on one point you just made with that real quick? Sure. Give my, I want to give the audience an illustration of what you just said, just to drive the point home really quick. The average 25, 35-year-old lefty in, in the United States is, is, is posting love letters to Anthony Fauci on their social media account, right? You know, they're, 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 if they have kids, their kids all know who Anthony Fauci is. Like that Harvard epidemiologist who's on Twitter today with the fist in the air and him and his son are wearing the Believe Fauci face masks, right? Okay. If you and I went to Stockholm right now and just grabbed five, 10 people indiscriminately off some sidewalk cafe, same age group, and we said, hey, who's your chief epidemiologist, infectious disease expert here in Stockholm, in Sweden? After they asked us what's an epidemiologist, they wouldn't freaking know. They wouldn't know. And I think that goes to what we're talking about here. The, no, they, they don't know who these people are it, because this isn't politicized since the politics that they want has already won the day. So these people aren't celebrities. They're not pop culture figures, right? Um, you know, we don't have May, Sally Quinlan saying on CNN, I, I wrote my book, The Paramore, after Anthony Fauci because he's someone to be great to have, uh, you know, have sex with. That's not going on in Switzerland over the, you know, with their medical community. That's kind of what you're talking about here. Again, like being late in the football season, maybe the playoffs where your team has has a home field advantage and you're playing the wild card teams 
and you're way ahead. Maybe you even bring in the second string quarterback for the final quarter, kind of ease off. That's what it is. Whereas in America, as we all know, we're in a death match. Um, at least the perception is that there is a strong, vibrant freedom movement in this country built on America's founding values that are very unique. And the left needs to claw and scratch and and do every illegal thing in MMA, MMA to <laughs> obtain an advantage. They need every single pretext they can get, and they try everything. They now found something, and they sunk their teeth into it, that is truncating 100 years of policy victories into two months. Anything they wanted to get, turning America into breadlines, um, the, the debt, the dependency – Government will will the fundamental relationship between us and government has changed. Obviously, releasing of criminals and, and illegal aliens, all of that they have gotten. So they will not let go of that. And it's augmented by the fact that if anything, not only is the ball in contention, but officially the perceived head of the freedom side of America mm -hmm. is sitting in the big chair. Right. They're right. in the Oval Office and they really need to dislodge him. Mm -hmm. And. That in itself makes it all the more dangerous for Trump to get blitzed with that degree of ferocity, but not play like Tom Brady and not make the plays because then you get sacked and you lose worse off than you would have even not having the ball. And the other side is going to score score another uh, extra touchdown. Meaning he's, meaning he's a racist, misogynist, xenophobic, homophobic bigot. Okay, whether or but, not he he slashes their power base within government or not, that that branding, yeah. that messaging doesn't change no matter how much moderation or restraint he demonstrates. Right. It, exactly. Exactly. I mean, everything they wanted to enact in Europe, they already did here. The Democrats want to use this as a pretext to permanently codify what they've started to do. That is why they cannot allow this information to come out because I have I, I've always said all I ask from CDC is one thing. A serology test properly sampled of 20 to 50,000 people in this country with all the geographic and demographic cohorts will give us the denominator of how many people have the virus and then divide each numerator by age group and health status and put out a full table. I'm going to put out one from the Netherlands tomorrow, but put out a full table of what that is, just the numbers, just simple arithmetic. What is your fatality rate? And Steve, I don't know what's worse, to suggest that they haven't done such a study with the fact that they have more money than every CDC mm -hmm. in Europe put together. Or they have and they're withholding it. Or yeah. they have it and they're withholding it. Yeah. I don't know which one it is, but that is the number one thing that would be an utter game changer. Because Steve, one more thing, this is not just about the the illegal edicts and the corona fascism and the strategy of universal versus a targeted um, quarantine that we're pursuing. But it's also the emotional stress and the panic porn that is driving ER visits down 50%. You cannot begin to imagine the number of heart attacks and stroke patients and organ transplants and, 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 uh, you know, cancer diagnostics that aren't taking place because people literally, if you would pull them, they think this is a 10, 20, 30 percent kill rate. And there's no, um, you know, d discernment between different groups and mm -hmm. understanding like, hey, you know, maybe I'm a little bit elevated, but if I risk a heart attack, I'm more likely to die. This is so vital to come out. But Steve, lives don't matter because the bottom line is you draw upon your religion 
more in a time of crisis. In Europe, again, there's no crisis. There, the swords aren't crossing. It's the fourth quarter. You're up 45 nothing. There's no threat. You can go with the science. In America, this, this fight is very much in contention. And now more than ever, the left in America needs to draw upon their religion, which works, works against science more than the Europeans do. That's an insane observation, man. I mean, that's, that's legit. So then let me ask a, a, a follow-up question that's not comforting to even consider then. Because just as you talk about if Trump doesn't do the stuff that he's accused of doing, he gets accused of doing it anyway. So then you get the worst of both worlds. You didn't get him delivering on the policy you wanted him to while getting all the blowback as if he had, right? We get the worst of both worlds. Does this apply to us as to we as conservatives individually? Meaning, we, we have learned in this process that not only are we getting called every name in the book, but we, we, we don't get objective information either. There's been a small group of us around the country. We have come up with all this information on our own. We've done all this research independently. There's, this isn't like in, in something else where, you know, somebody over at Heritage or the White House or in Senator so-and-so's office is kind of feeding you stuff and, hey, look this up. We have had to do this organically all 100%. ourselves. They're getting it from us, if the truth be known. Those, this time, they're actually getting this stuff from us. So now we're in a situation then where I'm causing all this enmity with my neighbors because of, I'm a, because of things I allegedly believe, right? That are not happening anyway. They're not happening anyway. And then when something cataclysmic happens that threatens all of us, regardless of our beliefs, I can't get objective information on, how to, on, how to, on what's really going on at the same time because it's all so polarized and balkanized politically. That to me sounds like I'm now getting the worst of both worlds. I'm making enemies of families, of, of, fam of family members and friends to not get the policies that they think we're, um, that they're opposed to, that they think we're getting, we're not getting, right? I mean, McConnell comes out today and says, well, we got our own, uh, we're not doing that $3 trillion thing. And so here's what's going to happen. All your friends and family are going to tell you for the next week, you hate, you hate, you only love corporate America. You hate the little guy. You're willing to let you speak. People starve. You don't care about these people in these blue states. You're not really pro-life because here's what he's going to do. After you take all of that poop, a week from now, he's going to come out with his $2 trillion plan that's going to do everything else that Nancy Pelosi was going to do, just run it through his corporate America shills instead of the administrative state. So you took all of that, you, all of that, you know what, all of that S, you took all that S from all your friends and family and everything else for being a hater, only to have your guys do just a lesser version of the exact same thing so you didn't get the policy you wanted. You got all the hate with it. And then when we face something that comes after all of us, regardless of our politics, we can't trust any of the information we get because it's all sullied by bias. If that's the offer, am I better off living in Sweden? Am I just better off saying, you know what, man, if we're going this way anyway, at least here, I know I'm going to get objective information when something, you know, truly existential occurs. Am I better off being there? Man, Steve, that's a tough question. But you know what? I don't know if we know the answer because I don't know if we know what quarter we're in. If the ball game's over, I think you've presented it very well. I think it's quite obvious. The question is, do we have another quarter here to fight? Is it not too late? Um, there it's too late. 
um, the die is cast, you will never, ever reform one of those countries. I mean, at least in my view here, the question is, do we have another chance? And I struggle with this every day um, to think maybe it is better if the Democrats were to win for a short period of time and then we redo this. But then that presents another problem. How do you prevent the next Tea Party revolution from not repeating the same cycle that it all gets jujitsued, all that energy gets jujitsued into the black hole of the GOP? Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this is the vexing question. But, I mean, you said it very well that we're getting all the liabilities and none of the benefits. And then there's one other step to that. And then because you go along with what they're doing and you echo their talking points, albeit with less of a smile on your face, less emphatically, with less moral authority, and a little bit later, what happens is when inevitably you get proven right, your original thought, then you miss it. You don't have a movement to benefit from it. So we are, we are sitting on reams of data now from Florida and Georgia. There is now almost, forget about the fact that there's no correlation between lockdown and an auspicious outcome in terms of coronavirus deaths. There's actually more of a um, inverse relationship. The only reason why I'm not running away with it is because a lot of those states, there's other factors. They have lower population density, but Florida is a big state. Georgia is more dense than a lot of the states that have a worse outcome. Mm-hmm. And but but no one's championing it anymore because in fact Trump dumped on Kemp. Trump says he wants to reopen but then he has his top spokesman at a hearing yesterday literally agreeing with everything Bernie Sanders said that undermines Trump's original talking points. So it's almost like we take the other side's talking points and we validate them for them. So, Steve, I mean, I'd be the first to tell you that to me, the Republican Party is to the Democrats what the Muslim Brotherhood is to Al Qaeda. Yikes. It not only is not is ineffective in fighting it, but it's downright a facilitator. It greases the skids for what they could do. If right now you had 50 state governors who are Democrats and Democrats controlling all three branches of the federal government. A, this wouldn't have gotten off the ground because the media would be too scared to destroy the country and have them blamed. But if it would have, there would have been a revolution. You're right. But You're right. but now it's kind of muddled because like yep. this is I agree. I, yep. This is worse than King George. Yep. But well, who's the big man sitting in the chair? I mean, it's your guy. Yeah. You know, th- th- this is the problem. I mean, so I don't have a good answer, Steve, other than time is running out to make that decision. Great stuff, my friend. Appreciate you as always. All right, keep fighting the good God fight. Loves. Take care. We're almost out of time here. Any quick thoughts that, on that conversation? That last thing about Trump is so exactly right where my head is at. Like, it, it, can you tolerate that reality? It doesn't change. It's been that way. Can you tolerate today? That's it. We're going to stick around and do some overtime. Our old friend Kurt Schilling is going to join us on whether Major League Baseball is going to break the seal with the first return to American team sports and what that means. We'll get into that for the rest of you. See you tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.